0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Alphabetical Fugazi, the only podcast that devotes an episode each to discussing every song in the Fugazi catalog, from Fuga-A to Fugazi. i I'm your host, Ian James Wright. So uh, this podcast is off to a pretty good start. We've had some distinguished guests. Uh, Today, though, uh, just to change things up a bit, joining me today to discuss Arpeggiator from the 1998 album End Hits is a man who has sometimes been described as a guy I know, uh, welcome to the show, Tim Aiken.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. And definitely not distinguished. <laughs> I, I think that that's clear.
0: Do you think I talked you up enough there?
1: I, I think you talked me up enough, I think is the right word I would use. Yeah. Um, I have absolutely no history, no background. Um, <laughs> I played this song poorly, and that's important. Um, I think that's an important part of my contribution to uh, the discussion of the song. So,
0: yes. I'm going to go ahead and disagree. Uh, so, background is, so I've known you since high school, right? That's right. And you're, you're one of the first people, I guess I played music with, uh, same for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you could call it music. Yeah. Uh, we, we got (laughs) guitars, um, and, uh, we plugged them in and we noticed when we plucked them or strung them that, uh, is that the word strum? Yeah. Uh, they made sound and, uh, that's, Pretty much, you you saw you got me on the ground floor. Um, That's right. You've risen since then, uh, gotten much better. I have liked my accommodations on the ground floor and uh, remained there for a while. So, well,
0: I don't uh, know where things stand today, but at the time, you were definitely better than I was. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it there then. That that's good. Yeah. That's good. But um, yeah, no, we we played this song. This was one of the first songs uh, we played together.
0: Yeah. so absolutely. And we were never really in a serious band. Uh, did we even have a name for any group that we were in together?
1: No, I think we were Radiohead for a while. But then we learned that that was actually taken. Yeah, that was um,
0: that was embarrassing. These that this was really embarrassing. This was the days yeah. before Google. Like yeah, we could be forgiven for not knowing there was a band out there called Radiohead. <laughs>
1: That's right. We only had Encyclopedia Britannica to refer yeah. to. We didn't have fact and
0: checkers on staff.
1: I think we uh, had the 1979 version at the time. So right. yeah, um, no radio.
0: Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I remember um, we re- we played Arpeggiator, where we attempted to. I don't think we ever really nailed that. Let's see. We tried to. I remember we often played Know Your Enemy by Rage Against the Machine. Uh, yes. Let's see. We played a little show outside of our um, high school uh, cafeteria, sort of area where we played like a Clash yeah. song and a Pearl Jam song and a Green Day song. I think.
1: That's right. We gigged. That's exactly right. We gigged. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, that was uh, a big and that—that's right. That was right outside Chantilly High School. I don't think the high school. I don't think anybody was the same after that performance.
0: I believe there's a Everyone memorial plaque knew. out there.
1: Everyone kind of knew where they were at the right. time they first heard. Uh, it's whatever what they call we a flashbulb head. memory. <laughs> um, yeah, something along those lines. But yeah, this this is the song without any words, so it's the song I like to sing. So it was well, good.
0: Well, so before we get into that, if I can ask you about your relationship with Fugazi, do you remember where you first heard of uh, Fugazi, or first started listening to them, or how that happened?
1: Sure, sure. So um, actually, I heard, I first learned of Fugazi, so DC Resident, through my uh, cousin Eamon, Eamon Aiken. I had a feeling he would play uh, into this. Yes, he he certainly did. Um, He was a big fan of Fugazi, uh, was playing in bands. He's a little older than me, was playing in bands at the time, and was really into their records. And so he would be, I think I listened to Red Medicine, I was listening to a couple, you know, obviously... Some of the, you know, Kill Taker, some of the earlier albums that um, you know sort of introduced me to the band, and um, I kind of just by by accident started talking to uh, uh, about Fugazi with you, and realized that you were into them as well, and so it sort of affirmed uh, my love for the band. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, I remember. That's how I, first started. Um,
0: I think actually. I want to say the first the the way I started listening to them is I was introduced to them by, uh, for the sake of anonymity, let's call him Brian A. Somebody who worked on the high school newspaper with us. I think I think that's the case, uh, and I I got Red Medicine and then but but the fact is we both uh were into Fugazi before End Hits came out, right? that's right I think that's and then, so I think we both remember this coming out sort of at the near the end of when we were in high school or the middle I guess and it was kind yeah, of a, an event then. for certain mm-hmm. people who were into this band
1: that's right that's right yeah it, it it was definitely it was and uh you know I don't know if we're gonna talk about n hits a little bit more but uh, definitely a different sound which was starting to come from red medicine and this sort of was that extension of the I would call it experimental tracks, a um, little bit, a little bit different um, sound. Yeah, than maybe it's, some people were used to.
0: It seems like to me, um, I guess if I I would characterize it as the band going in a certain direction up through Red Medicine, and then sort of a, a left turn with End Hits and another one on uh, on the Arguments. I, I think there's those mm-hmm. probably those last two albums each broke new ground in a way. There are others. Yeah. Others definitely yeah. did, but maybe not in as pronounced a way. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's that's it's a it's a crazy record. Like that's uh, you would wonder if if you asked people to sort of rank their favorite albums by this band's. Like I think a lot of people would struggle with End Hits because it's so it's awesome, but it's very different. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I agree. And here's my here's my hot take. You ready for my hot take?
0: I'm ready. That's the show is I'm, all about hot takes.
1: It's all about hot takes, So so. Red Medicine is my favorite album, but me this too. is a close second. Ooh. Believe it or not. I know and that's the hot take and a lot a lot of hard, hardcore Fugazi fans would disagree with me about that, but I love the the highlights on this album are some of the real highs for me with regards to Fugazi. Interesting. Uh, I don't I don't know if just sonically they reach a different place on these songs, but they I end up you know as far as records are concerned it's a little feels a little disjointed to me, but it's um the highlights are amazing. I'll put it that way so that's why it's second on my list
0: I can't disagree i th- I think I would join you in ranking red medicine as my favorite album, but for second place, man that is a much harder question somehow uh I would not rule this album out though well
1: um yeah and- no go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and our pe- peggiator is a, a big part of that, um, yeah. and it's a song that kind of continues—I don't know—a a, a sound that that seemed unique to me at the time, and just a very, very large, uh, but yet complex sound. And so, I love this song. The song was amazing.
0: I agree. So it's, of course, it's an instrumental. This is- Instrumentals—that's—it's an important part of Fugazi. Basically, there's at least one on every one of their albums after 13 songs. And that's if
1: only they had like an instrument, like album. Like, <laughs> if only they had done that. Wait yeah, right. Compile I mean, all their yeah, instrumentals,
0: yeah. call it Instrument. <laughs> that would be a really good idea. Um, but really I was going to say that so there there are bands that are famous for doing only instrumentals like uh you know your explosions in the sky and your like what's the pelican is that the band um yeah but Mm -hmm. but then there are not many other bands that are primarily lyric based that also i think of as as instrumentals being an important part maybe the only other one that comes to mind is beastie
1: boys actually you're um, right. You're right. Top of the top of the dome. I can't come up with one right now that that that's obvious to me. I think you're right. Yeah. I think just just vocals were always. If you've got a band with a with a singer, they don't like to stand around. I guess and wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, if there's yeah and if so, somebody who doesn't play an instrument, right? What, it's like you give him a give him a tambourine at that point. Give him a triangle. Um,
1: right. So what is what is Zach doing during Raging Against Machines instrumentals? Probably <laughs> you know. Just, Just working that tambourine, exactly. Headbangs, head <laughs> the dreadlocks. Um, That's possible, too. But yeah.
0: Yeah, so, uh, all right, and instrumental. Let's see if, uh, can we sustain a conversation about a song with no words? Uh, find out on this action-packed episode of The Alphabetical Fugazi. Um, let's, how about we start
1: with the title? Um,
0: do you have a, do you think you have a solid grasp on the meaning of arpeggio? Yeah,
1: so so I think, so arpeggiator is the, is the name of the song. Arpeggiator is a um, device that is used right by.
0: Yeah. So I didn't know at the time that an arpeggiator was a mm-hmm. thing. You know, I was a I was a guitar boy, not a synth boy. Um, and yeah, right. ar, arpeggiator right, right, right. is like a synthesizer device. Um, but, I mean, so to to get back to the beginning, an arpeggio is actually. Let me start before that. So a chord. Uh, for those of you who uh, out there <laughs> who don't know a lot about a dictionary. My music. <laughs> <laughs> Webster's defines. <to> <laughs> um, no, a chord is a technically a collection of three or more notes, different notes played at the same time, uh, and um, so like you would put. Put a chord shape on a guitar. Put your fingers in a certain place. Strum all the strings. That's a chord. But an arpeggio is you leave your fingers on the fretboard in the same place, but you just pluck the strings sequentially. So the notes don't sound at the same time. They sound in an ascending or descending way. So you're still getting all those chord tones. Uh, it's it's nice and pleasing, but it's it's just you know plucked individually instead of strummed. So mm-hmm.
1: an arpeggiator and, and can it be and can it be random as well, or does it have to be? Uh, it, it, well, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you've got this, man. I, I wasn't expecting this. This is good. I'm just going to sit and listen to this. <laughs> this is like yeah. educational.
0: You yeah? sit cross-legged at my feet. I'll put on my um <laughs> my mortarboard <laughs> well, and well, I've just my got, spectacles. I've got my
1: chin. I've got my chin right now and my palms, and I'm just gazing right now at the at the genius of this. But go ahead. Yes.
0: But I was going to say an arpeggiator. So again, I'm not. I I, I have couple of synths now but i'm still not much of a synth guy but uh i believe it's it was originally like an outboard piece of hardware that you could you could like uh hold down a note or maybe hold down a chord and the arpeggiator would just use that to create an arpeggio you'd hold down one note and it would go like just over and over again and of course now that functionality is probably built into tons of software um or into hardware synthesizers too um but uh yeah that's that's an arpeggiator um, That's right, right. So, so
1: but but it, but they don't use. Well, maybe they use it on this, but but I guess the whole point of this song is that uh, you know they're they're doing this with a whole bunch of layered guitars. but You can kind of go into that.
0: I was I mean, trying to listen carefully to the track to try to figure out if there were more guitars than just Ian's guitar and Guy's guitar, and and mm-hmm. Joe's bass. I think. Um, I was I was trying to tell like, like so all right they play the the main riff the arpeggio uh, the titular yeah. arpeggio right which is uh, an E chord uh, and uh, to to divert for a second you know I I believe I don't know if I understood this back in high school when we were attempting to play it but it seems like it's um it's a C C-shaped bar chord uh, played played up uh, with a, with a root on the seventh fret I don't I don't even know I don't think I. Knew about C-shaped bar chords back then. It was just all E shape and A shape for me. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, basically they're holding that shape and just uh, plucking different strings, right? After after a few rounds of that, there's the, there's a lead part. I was trying to hear if during that lead part that they both play at the same time. You know, Joe is playing his bass line. I was I think there might be a like a single like non-distorted guitar playing along with him, but I can't quite tell. Um, do you do you hear? Did you listen that closely?
1: Well, I, I can definitely hear the cowbell and the bet. No, um, you know, I the, the line is iconic, and and that's what the first thing when I listen to the track, that's what 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 punches out for me. This um, is the case with so many Fugazi songs. Yeah, you know, I I don't I, it hadn't occurred to me. I, I just I just I just figured it was. Um, you know these two guitars essentially going back and forth with uh playing the variations of the different the different riffs of of the ar, ar, arpeggio but um no, I had not considered whether or not there was a third part layered on top of it, etc. cetera um, the reason I, I was listening for it
0: is there are a lot of you know so so i've I've played in a lot of bands over the years and also, I have, um, I've frequented a lot of sort of guitar player forums where people are discussing matters of equipment and technique and stuff. And something that I remember reading a lot is people, I think especially amateur musicians who are in bands, are always obsessed with... Um, so if the guitar, especially if you have a, just a one guitar, or one bass, drums, if the guitar takes a lead part, um, the music sort of um, starts to sound naked because they don't have this full... Chunky rhythm guitar thing. it's just the bass and the drums and then a lead guitar part. Um, and there are people who are like, Ah, what what do we do about this? Um, should the bass player be playing something more busy when I take a lead part, or should the bass player like kick on some kind of a pedal that makes his sound bigger? Um, but I think as I've matured in my in both in playing in bands and listening to music, I love the sound of um the rhythm guitar dropping out and just the the bass and drums forming this backbone. Uh, while the all uh, right. the guitar player plays, I mean, of course, you, you hear that with you know listening to Jimi Hendrix, right? Um, sure. Uh, especially live stuff, probably like listening to I don't know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers live. I come to think of it, we already mentioned um, we already mentioned Rage Against the Machine, and they did that all the time.
1: Um, sure, sure. Yeah. And what's nice about this what's nice about this song is I think it it gets to a part where it kind of builds everything up. Element-wise, the elements. Um, you know, there's there's the part where where everything kind of goes away, and it's just the it's just the beat, it's just the rhythm, and then they're kind of adding each individual layer, and you can kind of hear all the different parts as they come together.
0: Yeah, right? I love that's a nice so, trick when songs do that. Also, when exactly. the um, so, another thing when I was listening closely, when the when it drops out and it's just the drums. I think they also they also EQ the drums differently. It sounds like somebody threw a blanket over the speaker, so it's this very dull. Um, tum, 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 tum. It's the right. the highs are muffled or something, and then it sort of explodes into Technicolor, Wizard of Oz style. You know, it's nice.
1: Right, 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 right. Well, and like I said, that kind of it goes along with what they were trying to do on it. n hits in many ways is try to do a lot of different things, uh, where mic positions and. You know, di- different kinds of sounds they're trying to get out of the instruments that they had been using for over a decade at that point. So, yeah. yeah. And not only,
0: point. I think there's something there's something different sounding about this. Um, I want to say that a lot of Fugazi songs feel dark in some way, you know, like it feels like the sun's never shining or something. But this one is very different in that regard, right? It has this big, bright, happy tonality, This uh, this big E major chord. Uh, sounds sounds like joyful, right? Not necessarily sure. something Fugazi sounds are known for sounding like. Um, yeah, they
1: don't seem mad on this
0: song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't seem mad about any not, social issues. They're not right. They're not really mad at, at corporate entities or whatever, you know. No. And that's that's well, they, they they save that for the other songs. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I think that that I think there's something to that. That resonates in this song. It's sort of um, you know I. You're right. I don't know if it's the uh, the chords they're playing or the the way that you know it's just an instrumental track and it it it's just very um, well something about it. It's very bare bones. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say sounds Go like
1: baroque. To
0: I don't know if that's the right. Here's here's where my musical inf, uh, ignorance comes out. I don't know the difference between baroque and classical and romantic. Uh, music sonically, right?
1: Uh, and if it's but, not baroque, don't fix it. Right, 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 right. Yeah! Got I'm, it. I'm. You know, well, I'm I not. had to throw in the baroque.
0: I'm joke. not going to edit that joke yeah. out. I don't care how embarrassed you feel about it.
1: Oh, you're not recording this, right? This is the first. Oh boy. No. I, oh, so boy. come to think of well,
0: it, I do mean baroque because Bach was in the Baroque period, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think. Yes, yeah, I'm going to say yes. I think I this song.
0: Yes. What what this reminds me of is that famous like cello suite, right? That okay, um, yeah. Do you know Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yes, yes,
1: like, it, yes. I am. I am familiar, and right? it, it, that's what I think of instantly when I think of uh, Bach and the cello, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, this
0: arpeggiator sounds a little bit like that, right?
1: Well, isn't Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata? Isn't that an arpeggio? I'm just trying to think of famous songs that are essentially ar- arpeggios. Yeah, if you played all those Basically, notes together, is.
0: Uh, that would be yeah. a nice, beautiful chord. Oh man, I'm worried we sound like real musical dummies right now.
1: <laughs> I'm, not <worried>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not worried. I'm just like, I'm not worried, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I'm ready to own that. <laughs> um, the other thing
0: that I thought was interesting is rhythm-wise, so the song is in 4-4, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing is that it still has a feeling of 3 to it, right? Because it takes if you think about it. So the arpeggio is this ascending and descending riff, and it takes three bars of four four to like go up and back down to the root note.
1: Mm-hmm. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I do see what you're saying.
0: In that way, it's a little different too. It's a little has a little bit of um sort of swaying, romantic energy to it. I I, I don't know exactly, but it's something a little bit different.
1: It sounds pleasurable. Yeah, I I think I don't think they're doing anything crazy with the you know time signature in this in this case but you're right i think it maybe it's an emphasis of the notes um and it makes it sound a little bit different um
0: something else i think makes it sound different is this is uh i mean just a small part but fugazi is pretty well known for not using any um, effects pedals stomp boxes right i think on stage i think ian didn't use anything uh nor did Joe and I think Guy uses like just a single distortion pedal on this mm-hmm. part. There, so there's there's the main arpeggio, there's the lead part, there's this sort of breakdown where they play these power chords, and then there's this sure. part toward the end, right before the drum breakdown, where uh, I believe it's Guy's guitar. He's just sort of like wailing, holding this um, bent sustained note. Right. I
1: was just gonna say, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a big part of this song, right? That
0: it is. It's and right, I think. Right. On that part, it sounds like he's using a wah pedal.
1: Interesting, uh, right? I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't associate it with a wah pedal, though. I would say that it just feels like a. I don't know how he's making it, but yeah, it's definitely a long bend, and it's. Um, I don't know if it's just. Could it be a volume? I mean, what what is he? Does he? What is, so you've seen? Have you seen their setup live?
0: I have, have you seen them
1: play this live.
0: I'm I'm almost certain he. I don't think there's any way he uses a wah pedal live. I just think maybe in the recording. Um, in the recording? Yeah, I think I think yeah. there's a wah pedal. I think there is, and I, that's one of the things I'm not sure. I can't say at this point if that makes an appearance in any other recorded Fugazi song. I guess as I go through the sequence of the show, I'm I'm gonna find out, right? I'll I'll be listening to everything well, a little I more think, closely. I
1: think I think this is the I think this is the point of the podcast It's just absurd speculation, and as long as there's nothing to counter it. I'm gonna take it as fact, sir. Yeah. So absolutely. Wild Let's speculation.
0: It's the name of the game. Wild. I think there's one um there's one more major component of the song that makes it interesting for me that I want to bring up, which is at the end, uh we have the the lead part again, but this time it's in rounds, right? Um That's right. Like row, row, row your boat, Frere Jaca. That's
1: right. You know. That's right. That's right. It, it, like the delayed, the slightly delayed round, the, the, the round coming in right behind. That's right. exactly right. Right.
0: So Ian starts, or or I don't know which one, but Ian starts playing the lead part. And then on the next bar, Guy starts the same lead part, but at a different time. So these two leads are going over each other in a very sort of pleasing way. Um, and, I was, and then they
1: meet together, right? And then they meet together and play yes. the same part. And then they go back out. It's very satisfying. Yeah, I, <laughs> It's really cool, and in fact, I don't really—I can't even come up with another example of that in another song. That I was—I was, I was trying Ray to.
0: <laughs> I was trying to think of an example of that in pop music. The only one I came up with is the end of "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys.
1: Ah, right. Yeah, you're right. That's I, a I great think that's example. going on there. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a great. Uh, and and Marilyn Manson's in. cover, cover <laughs> of "Row, Row, Your Boat." I think when they did that, that was—that was clear. Was,
0: <laughs> Wait, did that really happen? <laughs>
1: No. Okay. <laughs> that needs to
0: happen. That seems like some. I don't know about you, but uh, this is this is a wild diversion. But row, row, row your boat is that's such a. Um, the lyrics are deeper than you think at first. Like, imagine you had never heard that song before, right? Mm-hmm. You hear, you hear row, row, row your boat gently down the stream, merrily, 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 merrily. Like, this all sounds nice so far, and then life is but a dream. Like
1: no, that's the drop at the end. Like right. what that gets you thinking? Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, what is
0: this song really about? So, like, it's rowing instant. your boat is really about going through life pleasantly, and I don't know, ignoring your mortality.
1: You're just saying it's not just the literal <laughs> rowing of a boat. Uh, God, I've been listening to songs. Wait, it's
0: got layers,
1: <laughs> layers. I say it's got layers. Wow, you're peeling them back now. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, well, right. The what the rockabye baby on a treetop. When the wind blows, if you actually listen to the lyrics of that song, it's a frightening, terrible song. That's true. And maybe maybe that's what Marilyn Manson should cover. Do they have a suggestion box? Do they still take suggestions?
0: You know, are it's been a like while music? since I've dropped by Marilyn Manson's website. Uh, okay. You know, there was okay. a time when I would surf the web is on over like, there every day.
1: I would Is it like GeoCities? I would <laughs> dial
0: <laughs> Netscape. <laughs> They're animated gifts of flaming skulls, Tim. It's great. <laughs>
1: It's fantastic. I, it could be. I have no idea. I have no idea what Marilyn Manson's website looks like now. But wish them all the best.
0: So um, that's kind of all I have to say about it. I think. Do you? Are there any other major components of this song that uh, that we missed? Do you think?
1: This is, I think, a song that features the bass and the drums like no other um it is it's one where um that's what really resonates with me when i think of that song i think of the bass line and the drums being so succinct and uh driving it forward um love it
0: i think that's going to bring us to ratings i would like you tim to mm-hmm. rate the song arpeggiator on a scale of one to five stars, just purely in the context of Fugazi, right? From your maybe least favorite Fugazi song to your most favorite, how many stars would this one get?
1: Ooh, ooh okay. Well, I don't hand out five stars like they're candy. Mm-mm. Okay. So that's important here. That's right. important to understand when I give my rating. Okay. I'm gonna give this four and a half stars. Ooh. It's it's not quite the best song that they've put together, and I could come up with a handful of others that I listen to more often and would, frankly, like more often. Well, uh, just for context, like better, I guess. Just for context, but, what's
0: an example of a five-star Fugazi song for you?
1: Um. Well, I'll use one. Don't want to use. So I was going to say, was it Bedford Scraping? That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of. I think that that is probably a five star. Okay. But yeah, you got me there. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to come up off top. But yeah, that would probably be an example, for example.
0: Yeah, yeah. solid rating though. Big rating. Uh, for me. Yeah. For you know, I was uh I was uh, online the other day looking at, just watching a couple of live videos of them performing this song, uh and, and I was thinking of what rating I would give this, and I I just found myself uh I I couldn't help myself by the end of watching these videos of them playing it, I had this big dumb smile on my face like just from (laughs) (laughs) just from like watching them do this uh it's uh it just always makes me like really uh really happy i guess and if i had to put together an essential fugazi i don't know compilation playlist i think this would be on it so this one you know i'm not i'm trying not to give out five stars like candy either but for me this one's gonna get five stars boom in the books
1: okay well that taught me I, i don't even know what to say right now um, but I do like the dumb smile visual right now. That That's helpful.
0: <laughs> did you ever see Fugazi live?
1: I did not. Oh. So this is also a very important part. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I was sheltered. I was a sheltered North Virginia kid, and I didn't make it out. And they, I know, I know. That's the same sound I make. But um, I didn't
0: successfully drag you out to Fort Reno ever.
1: No, no, you 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 were you tried to one time, and I I think obviously um, I was uh, probably involved in some sort of like cross country car wash or something. (laughs) Uh, Just didn't, you know. So that's that's where the cars
0: are actually in motion as you're trying to wash them,
1: (laughs) and you're just jogging alongside. (laughs) That's exactly right. Right. That's exactly right, and, and it was part of our training. And uh, listen, those you of you listeners listen who aren't to... from
0: Virginia, it's a kind of a regional occupation, but it's you know it's something that we're passionate about: cross country car washes. So,
1: cross country car washes. That's exactly that's, right. That's and your bit of you Virginia culture. The day. And uh, it's really hard because you got to get the water uh, from point A to point B, and that's where really it's it's all about. But yeah, so I, I was doing things that I certainly regret uh, doing. <laughs> In, in lieu of going to a Fugazi live show, but uh, so I'm sorry, Fugazi. Uh, it's not too late to uh, get back and uh, maybe just do a show for me, and right. then go go to, go your separate ways again. But you know,
0: I think the premise a, of this the premise of this show sort of begs them to do that because there, you know, we're going through alphabetically. There is no Fugazi song that starts with Y or a Fugazi song that starts with Z. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to reunite. Record those songs at least, uh, you know, just to give a sense of completeness to our whole sequence here.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, what's the podcast? I mean, I don't know. I would freak out. Is there a Q song? What what song am I thinking of? What's Q?
0: I don't think there's... I don't think there's any. I'm not... uh, I'm not insisting that every letter of the alphabet be represented here, but it would be nice to have Z just for the uh, for the book it's, bookend. It's I fair.
1: It, no, it's a, it's unfair, it's fair to insist it. Yeah. I think. That, yeah. I think that's a fair request.
0: Balls in your so. court, Fugazi. Let's let's get this going. Um, all right. So there's just one part of the show left to do, which is plugs. I don't know if you you know you're not exactly what we <laughs> call a public person, but. Uh, is there someplace where you want listeners to reach you on Twitter or anything that you would like to uh, plug uh, events wise or based on what Um, what it is you do?
1: Well, yeah, my kid is having a uh, baseball game, uh, this weekend. Uh, if anybody's interested,
0: no, well, we're recording this a little bit in advance, so, (laughs) but, but I'll be sure to take a plane out there.
1: There you go. There you go. Nothing to plug. So, uh, but you're doing a great job. This is a, this is a great idea. (laughs) Um, I love I love uh, the fact that you're rolling through the alphabet because um yeah literally every song deserves its own podcast in my opinion they're all they're all interesting so Yeah well be Go sure forward. to
0: let me know if um you know which songs later on down the line you'd want to come back on and and talk about as for me my only plug uh you can reach me at Fugazi a to Z at gmail.com. And you can also join the Facebook group, the Alphabetical Fugazi. Say what you will about arpeggiator. If you have anything else to say that we've missed, I think we've discussed it pretty exhaustively, but hey, uh, you know, you're the listener, you're the boss. And I hope you'll join me uh for the next episode, back to base from Red Medicine. So until then, folks, keep your eyes open.